Welcome to the Sales Not Selling Podcast, where veteran sales professional Stacy Garrett will cover topics that will help you be more successful at sales without selling. Without selling. Learn tips and tricks for success, as well as ways to be your best authentic self. Hello, and thank you for joining me on my podcast, Sales Not Selling. My name is Stacy Garrett. I've been in sales for over 20 years, and the entire time, I've been selling the same thing. I sell promotional products. Some people call it swag, others call it giveaways, but whatever you call it, I put logos on products that clients use to promote their brand or messaging to clients and employees. It's a very competitive industry, and I've been able to stay in the top ranks across the country, even while staying my authentic self. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about customer service. This is sometimes a hard topic to discuss because I believe most people think they have good customer service. And I get it because most prospects or customers won't tell you that your customer service sucks or even has room for improvement. I'll propose some suggestions to look at your own customer service to see if there's room for improvement. And let's be honest, we all have room for improvement. So if you hear things that you feel you can do better at, then know you're in good company because everyone can do better. The key with customer service is that it's customer focused. It's not about you and your company. It's about providing what your customer or prospect needs. Constantly thinking about what will make things best for the customer is going to help you be honest about where you can improve your company's customer service. I believe that great customer service starts with doing what you say you're going to do for the customer. If you told them you'd have pricing to them by noon tomorrow, then get it to them by noon tomorrow. If you told the customer that you would send them a spreadsheet of all the tracking information for the shipments, then send them a spreadsheet with the tracking information. If the customer needs the information, it's up to you and your team to get it to them. Now, Stuff happens, and maybe you're waiting on information to get the pricing to the customer. Then let them know at noon that you realize that you promised it at noon, but you're still waiting on a bit of information. Basic communication can help your customer stay happy and to know you didn't drop the ball. I mentioned a second ago sending a spreadsheet with tracking information for shipments to my client. In most cases, my customers don't ask for that information. We send it because we believe it will help them have access at their fingertips to information that they need. Like if someone has a question about where their item is at, if it's shipped and when it'll arrive, they can have access to the answers right away. Right now in the world of a pandemic, we're doing a ton of drop shipping of packages to my customers' customers and to my customers' employees, where the customer is paying for all the items and ordering them but we'll never see the end result. So in addition to sending that spreadsheet with the tracking, before we even send the packages out, we send the customer a photo of what the package looks like so they're totally in the loop. This may seem very basic, and it really is, but not everyone does it, which is why I bring it up. My goal most of the time when thinking about my customer service is try and anticipate any questions or needs they may have with regards to the project. What are your customers' needs that you can anticipate? This may seem more time-consuming, but in all honesty, I think it's less time-consuming because you get the information to the customer 
when you're already looking at it. And that's much quicker than having to go find it when the customer asks for it. On the contrast to good customer service, I have to work with some factories that have poor customer service, and it makes me crazy. Recently, I was doing a ton of Yeti tumblers. Now, I do love Yeti products, but oh my goodness, their customer service sucks. I needed a price for a special decoration, and after a week and four emails, I finally got the pricing from them. We also had a substantial order in-house for them, and we got a ship date estimated of next week. Today, we found out that they can't decorate the color we ordered, and they'll start production, which is four weeks, once we tell them what color we want to replace it with. Seriously, how hard can it be to be proactive and communicate? In this situation, because it's a name brand, I don't have a lot of choice but to use them. But they sure make it hard for me to provide top-notch customer service to my clients, and I really hate that. Another example of making it hard to do business with companies is a hat company I work with. We're trying to do high-resolution mock-ups of some hats for a program, and it's been five working days and getting my personal sales rep involved, and we still don't have images. How in the world can they not have images of the hats they offer, and why am I having to ask for these images so many times so that I can do business with this company? Most recently, they offered to send me samples of the hats so I could take my own photos instead of them just doing it. I just don't understand it, but it is a great reminder that I never want to be like that. I never want to provide that kind of customer service. Of course, not all of my experiences are bad, though. I generally try to support companies that provide good customer service so I can, in turn, provide good customer service to my clients. I recently found a custom 3D pop-up card company, got referred to me, and within a couple hours of being introduced to this person, I had everything I needed and then some to pass along to my customers. I don't often forget when people and companies provide me good customer service because it makes my job easier and helps me provide good customer service to my customers. I urge you to think about customer service you personally receive, both good and bad because that will often help you see more of what you like and what you don't like to implement in your own business. When I lived in Scappoose, Oregon, a small suburb of Portland, I used to go to a very specific gas station because they always offered to wash my windows. Now, I didn't often have them do it because let's be honest, it rains about 10 months of the year in Oregon, but just the gesture made me feel taken care of and I would go out of my way to get gas there. Even after I moved, if I was even close to needing gas, I'd stop there just to support a gas station that was giving customer service that was different than most. Talk about a competitive industry. Honestly, I didn't even know if the gas was comparably priced or not because I just went there for the great service. Now I ask you, how can you wash your clients' windows? What do you think? Did you enjoy this episode of Sales Not Selling? I genuinely appreciate you joining me. Let's connect. You can find me on LinkedIn at Stacy Garrett 29. That's S-T-A-C-Y-G-A-R-R-E-T-T, the number 29, on my podcast page on LinkedIn and Facebook by looking up sales, not selling. 
Hey, you can also press subscribe to get this podcast direct to your podcast listening device as new episodes are created. I'd also really love a review if you're wanting to help a new podcaster out. Let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to discuss or have any feedback. I would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful day and spread a little joy.